3: Wow is right, I am he, I am the black man, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Why? Because we're living life like it matters. That's what this hour of power is about. To to get you off the rat race of life, to get you off the scatteredness of today's human being, to get you off of the unfocused nature uh, of Americans' Day. And to just remind you, to help you remember, to help you recollect, reassert, review, reassure, recommit. If you don't know it yet, it's probably a reason why I'm saying all these rewords, right? You know, I I love this radio show so much. One thing it allows me to do, it allows me to push the uh uh the envelope, if you will, allows me to get outside of my comfort zone, allows me to to feed that creative side of myself. Uh, in the last couple of shows, uh, I've been talking about reframing. Reframing. Uh, you know, a frame is to to put meaning to something. It's the it's the way we look at something. You know, if if you're framed, Mr. Black, as I'm a nice guy, I'm a smart guy, then even if I screw up, even if I make a mistake, uh, you're going to give me some mercy, some grace, because your frame uh, that you have around me is good. It's kind of like a husband and wife, you know, after they've been on each other's nerves, frayed nerves for years. um, The frame that they see each other through changes. Uh, And so they might have bitterness, they might have resentment, uh, they might uh, blame a lot of their problems on this other person. And so what happens is the frame they put around that person is that person wants to hurt me, that person doesn't love me, that person's not looking out for my best interest, that person just cares about himself. See, those are frames. And then everything we do or do not do is affected by that frame. The most recent powerful example uh, is Donald Trump. I don't care what you think about him or don't think about him, but uh, for four years we heard a frame created around him, whether you uh, are pro or against, whether you are a Republican or Democrat. He's a racist, he's a homophobe, he's misogynist, uh, he doesn't believe in science uh, he's a bull in a china shop, or how about this one, we were told he's a Russian agent, a Russian spy, we were told night after night after night that we have irrefutable evidence, once you see all the evidence that's top secret that we can't show you right now, you're gonna know he's a spy, you're gonna know the election was fake, you're gonna know, right? And then lo and behold, when all the top secret stuff is released, we find out not only was he not a Russian spy, the whole thing was made up, the whole premise for the investigation, the whole premise for hundreds of millions of dollars being spent uh, and basically our country hurt irrevocably, I believe, was all made up just so they could replace this guy. Whoops! Uh, and it's stunning because people still to this day think that Donald Trump is a Russian asset. To this day, they think that the 2016 election was not proper. And amazing in 2016, when you said the election was fake or fraudulent, uh, you were a good uh, defender of democracy. Uh, today, you're an insurrectionist if you say the same thing about the 2020. Oh, you can still say that about 2016 election. You just can't say that about the 2020 election. And why? Because the frame. The media has one job, and it's to frame a narrative. That's what you hear. It's called. It's the narrative. And so I've been talking about this frame. And then, really, yesterday I hit in more detail reframing. Because as a steward of our mind, as a steward of the ultimate environment in our life, uh, we must control three things. Number one, what we put into our head. Number two, what we allow to stay in our head. And number three, the proper use of what we're keeping in our head. And in order to properly use it, we the key point is one of the key success points in life. Is to be consistently representing your experience in ways that allow you to be more resourceful for yourself and for other people. And so today I want to take you back. Today, we're going to remember, we're going to renew, we're going to recommit, we're going to recollect, we're going to review, uh, we're going to recharge, we're going to revive, we're going to do a lot of re because that is the topic of today's show. It's re, R-E, again, anew, go back. And so why don't we go back, because some of us forgot some basic truths that we learned a long time ago. From the book by Robert Fulgham. All I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. All we need really need to know we learned in kindergarten. We just forgot. We need to remember, to remind, to recollect. All we really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, we learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sand pile at Sunday school. These are the things I learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life, learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing some and dance some and play some and work some every single day. Take a nap every afternoon. I hope my wife's not listening to this. (laughs) Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out into the world, watch out for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup? The roots went down and the plant went up. And nobody really knows how or why, but we are all like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice and even the little seed in the styrofoam cup, they all die. So do we. It's appointed for man to die one time. And then be judged, it is written. And then remember the Dick and Jane books. And the first word you learn, the biggest word of all, look. See, everything we need to know is in there somewhere. The golden rule and love, the basic sanitation, ecology and politics, equality. We can call that sane living. And take any of those items and extrapolate it into sophisticated adult terms and apply it to your family life or your work or your government or your world, and it holds true, clear, and firm. Think what a better world it would be if all the whole world had cookies and milk about 3 o'clock every afternoon and then lay down with our bankies for a nap. Or if all governments had a basic policy to always put things back where they found them and to clean up their own mess. And ladies and gentlemen, whether we remember this today or not, whether we're living it today or not, whether we want to believe it today or not, it's all still true. It doesn't matter how old we are. And when we go out into the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together. And we all know that. And yet we've been living in a pandemic. The separate. To isolate. To stay away from people. The unconscious message is people are a threat. Things that you can't see, they're hurting you. They're harming you. And America is the worst for it. So today on Like It Matters Radio... We're going to take a trip backwards so we can start going forward again. I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back.
0: That's enough. Put down the mic.
1: Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl.
0: Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com.
3: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at LikeItMatters.net. Give today at LikeItMatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at LikeItMatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. And for those black young men who think somehow they can align themselves with Trump. Trump, not only are they terribly mistake, mistaken, any of them showing their face, I will never ever forgive them for undermining the possibility to help their own people and their own community. Don't jive me. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the word read. I'm going to take you on an etymological journey because I love words. You know, the Bible even says, "The faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word." Uh, and words have meaning. The right words at the right time can change someone's life, and the wrong words at the right time. And a lot of what I do, the counseling, field, a lot of doing self-help arena, if you will, is I teach people how they work. That's why we call it self-help. Self-help has become this terrible negative uh, phrase, but it really means to help yourself. I mean, look at the word, to help yourself. Uh, and you know, we've been given all the tools that we need to live our lives like it matters. Uh, I truly believe that we are all created with a toolbox. Uh, the problem is we don't know what the tools are in that toolbox, uh, and we don't know how to use them. Uh, it's it's kind of like this. You, know, you can go and buy the most expensive vacuum cleaner in the world. Uh, I love a good Dyson. So let's say you buy a Dyson, a high-end Dyson, uh, and you take it out of the box, and you start pushing around on your carpet, and you're working hard, and you've been doing this for 10, 15 minutes, and, and you notice that your carpet's not looking any different. And then you call up the manufacturer and you say, Hey, I just bought this vacuum cleaner. Uh, and uh, my carpet, I've been pushing around on my carpet for 15 minutes. And it's no different than it was 15 minutes ago. Can you help me? And you know, in the troubleshooting process, do you know what one of the first things they're going to ask you? Do you know what it is? Is it plugged in? Logical. True story. <laughs> I honestly, see. If you don't plug in that vacuum cleaner, then all the pushing, all the calories burning, all the Fitbit steps that you're taking, uh, they're just Fitbit steps. That's all they are. You ain't cleaning any carpet. So you plug in the vacuum cleaner, and now you start pushing around, and you're doing it again, going over the same area, pushing, you're straining, you're, you're dancing, you're moving around, you're getting some exercise while you're doing it. And the carpet still doesn't look any different. And so you call up the manufacturer and say, man, I'm vacuuming here, uh, and it's not working. And so they go through the process. Did you plug it in? Yeah, it plugged in. I was on the phone with you 15 minutes ago. You told me to plug it. Of course it's plugged in. Okay, question number two. Is it turned on? Oh. Hello? 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 You see, even if it's plugged in, you might be connected to the source. But if you don't have the power on, then it doesn't matter. Then nothing's going to happen. You got my point? And that's how we are. And that's how a lot of, quote, Christians are, people who identify as Christians. You think just because you show up every Sunday or every Saturday or every Wednesday night, uh, that that you're a Christian, or you think that because you were born in America that you're a Christian, or you think that because the A, B, C, or D, because your mom and dad are a Christian, or because you go to this church, or whatever it is. No, two things got to happen. You got to first plug into the source, and that's God, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elion, right? But then you got to actually turn it on, and you have to access it. And see, we all have a toolbox, and we were born with it. And in my leadership training that you can read about at likeitmatters.net, I, first of all, plug it into the source, and second of all, I, I turn on the machine, uh, because we are a machine. And part of this process is to remember, is to remind ourselves, is to recollect. And that's what we're talking about today. Today's title of the show is actually Re, Again, Anew, Go Back. So let me give you the definition from the good dictionary. And I always pull from a lot of different dictionaries. So it's a prefix. In other words, it's usually at the beginning of a word, right? Uh, It says, again, anew. It's like, it gives the example, retell. Then the second definition is back or backwards. It gives the example of recall. It says, uh, another one, a prefix occurring originally in loan words from Latin used with the meaning again or again and again to indicate repetition or with the meaning back or backwards to indicate withdrawal or backward motion. And it gives a couple words, regenerate, refurbish, retype, retrace, revert. So R really means back, back from, back to the original place. Also again, anew, once more, also conveying the notion of undoing or backwards. Now, I find that real interesting because we all have a timeline. We have a past. We have a present. We have a future. And, and I got to be honest with you. Most people have misfiled their past into their future. And I see it all the time in my training. We're running old programs. You know, by the time a child is six years old, uh, the a majority of their map of reality is in place. In other words, a majority of their structure of their belief system already is in place by the time they're six years old. But the problem is a lot of people have family of origin issues. A lot of people uh, don't want to revisit their childhood. You know, I grew up in Vegas, and i got to be honest with you. When I drive into Vegas or fly into Vegas, my stomach, my stomach sinks. Uh, I get a weird feeling, I feel uncomfortable. I get that feeling where um, you know you got in trouble at school and you're coming home and the principal called your dad and so your dad's at home waiting for you with a belt and you're walking home waiting to walk in that door with your dad sitting there with a belt (laughs) because you know and he knows that you did something wrong. Anybody know that feeling? Well that's the feeling I get when I go to Las Vegas because child of childhood issues there, ch- family of origin issues. And so a lot of people have a tough time going back because of the pain. And see, our belief systems that we put in place when we're six years old uh, are to survive are to get through that childhood are to, to be the chameleon, to, to become who we need to be to get through that phase of our life. And then when we get on our own, We should revisit, see how we go back uh, to to remind, actually to to put in place a new mind, to recollect why we thought what we did and how we did what we did, and then to start changing it because we're a different person, to reassert ourselves, to review things from the back, to go forward in a better direction, maybe even to regroup or to recharge, revive ourselves. You see all those re words. I don't know if you could carry on a two minute conversation without the uh, the prefix re being in your conversation. It's really really important. And so in the timeline, there's a past, there's a present, there's a future. And I talk about the three R's of survival: regret, resent, and resist. Now, I want you to think about those three R words: regret, resent or resist. And you know what's weird? And again, as I was putting the show together, it just came to me. Those three words, the re them, is not the definition. It's not a prefix. It's actually part of the word. It's just fascinating. But all three of them require a rear focus. To regret, right? You're having bad feelings about something that was done to you, or that you had to do. Or that uh, uh, you didn't like whatever it was, right? And then resent. Boy, we live in a resentful world, don't we? We live in a world in America, I should say, an America that is driven by the spirit of offense. The spirit of offense. It's the it, it's the bait of Satan, to to not forgive, to be reminded of all the bad things that have ever happened to anybody that might look like you. To to remember. Uh, uh, all the bad things that happen to people that share this with you or share that with you. Don't you hear it? We're living in the past with all this regret and resentment. And then resist. Now, the Bible says clearly to resist the devil. The Bible says clearly certain things that we should resist. Um, We should resist temptation. We should resist fantasizing about another woman if we're married, if we're a man. We should, right? But this resist is different. This resist is like in my leadership training. Everything I do in my leadership training, I do for the good of people. But a lot of people resist me. Why? Because of their past. Because I remind them of someone who was mean to them. Because I'm not doing things the way they would prefer them. Because I'm triggering uh, old anchors from their past which were negative. But everything I'm doing is for their good. And they fight. A lot of people fight me for the first half of the process. And the second half of the process, they buy in. But, boy, if they wouldn't have resisted at the beginning, they would be a lot further along. And so those are the three R's of survival. When we look at America, we're living in that regret, resent. And remember, I mean, 40% of the country was part of the resistance. They thought the 2016 election were a sham. They kept saying Trump's not my president. Remember when that was democracy in action? Remember when that was the cool way to think? Now, in the 2020 election, Facebook bans you from uh, talking about a fake election. And now we're finding out in Georgia, and in, in Arizona, that 100,000 plus ballots seem to be photocopied. They are pristine condition. And thousands, tens of thousands of votes for Trump just disappeared. And now we're finding out that everything we've said, everything any intelligent person knew is actually true, that it was a fraudulent election, that it was fake. And so ladies and gentlemen, We've got to remember who we are. We've got to remember what we're supposed to be doing. And we've got to remember the quality in which we do it. And that's why today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the word re, which is again, anew, and to go back. And we'll be right back.
2: The crisis is only deepening.
0: Does your hose leak or wear out too fast? Is your pressure washer weak and not hot enough? American Pressure in Robbinsdale is your solution. Discover how our huge inventory of pressure washers, steamers, and repair parts can help your business. We are your industrial pressure washer source for service, new wash bays, and everything pressure washer. Call us today at 763-521-4442 and see what sets us apart at AmericanPressure.com.
1: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you, too, can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com.
0: Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota
3: Broadcasters Association at this station.
0: Now they say I'm immune, I can feel, I feel
3: so powerful I'll walk into that audience I'll walk in there, I'll kiss everyone in that audience I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women And um, everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss (laughs) Classic Donald Trump I am classic Mr. Black And we are back We are back with Like It Matters Radio, Radio Like It Matters. You know, a little girl was talking to her teacher about whales. The teacher said it was physically impossible for a whale to swallow a human because even though a whale is a very large mammal, its throat is very small. Well, a little girl piped up and stated, Well, the Bible says that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. The teacher reiterated that a whale could not swallow a human. It was impossible. The little girl said, well, when I get to heaven, I'll ask Jonah if he was swallowed by a a whale. The teacher asked, what if Jonah went to hell? The little girl replied, then you ask him. Boom. (laughs) I love that joke. Why? Because the Bible does not say uh, he was swallowed by a whale. It actually says a great fish. We assume it was a whale. Uh, It's Jonah 117, and the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah. Uh, King James says, the Lord prepared, the Lord arranged. It's the New Living Translation, amazing. Appointed, prepared, arranged. See, ladies and gentlemen, this little girl remembered what her Bible said. And that's what God calls us to do. See, God knows us well. And sometimes we must remind ourselves of certain things. A DA officer stops at a ranch in Texas. And talks with an old rancher. He tells the rancher, I need to inspect your ranch for illegally grown drugs. The rancher says, okay, but don't go in that field over there, as he points out the location. With that, the DEA officer verbally explodes, saying, listen, mister, I have the authority of the federal government with me. Reaching into his rear pants pocket, he removes his badge and proudly displays it to the rancher. You see this badge? This badge means I'm allowed to go wherever I wish, on any land. No questions asked or answers given. Have I made myself clear? Do you understand? The rancher, the rancher nods politely, apologizes, and goes about his chores. A short time later, the, rancher, the old rancher hears loud screams and sees the DEA officer running for his life, chased by the rancher's big Santa Gertrudis bull. With every step, the bull is gaining ground on the officer, and it seems likely that he'll get gored before he reaches safety. The officer is clearly terrified. The rancher throws down his tools, runs to the fence, and yells at the top of his lungs, Your badge! Show him your badge! (laughs) So, is it great when someone reminds us of something stupid that we said at the point of crisis? You know, and that's really what I want to talk about today, re, because we need to get some re on. We need to review. We need to remember. We need to remind. We need to recollect. We need to reassert. We need to reassure. We need to recommit. There's recharging that needs to take place, reviving that needs to take place. We need to regroup as a country. If America is at any stage right now, I'm going to tell you, it should be called the re-stage. Because we need to remind ourselves, we need to go back to the basics. And what brought this up? Uh, there's a new book that I've been reading called "In Hope for the In Hope for This Present Crisis." One of my favorite pastors, uh, Dr. Michael Yousef, uh, he wrote this book and he provides a diagnosis of the insanity of the current culture uh, and a seven-step prescription for restoring sanity to a world gone mad. And I want to give you the seven steps. But as I'm reading them, see, my mind works in patterns. Remember, I have my master's in neurolinguistic programming. So NLP to me is all about patterns. That's why I'm a good therapist. That's why I'm a good counselor. Uh, that's why I, I can study the Bible as well because God's given me the gift. He's wired my brain to see patterns. And so um, listen to the seven steps that Dr. Yusuf, who I, I highly respect, and he's biblically accurate. I just love this man. So here's a seven-step path to restoring a world gone mad, okay? Remember the truth. Stand firm on the truth of the gospel. Number two, restore the soul. Seek God's approval, not the approval of other people. Number three, revitalize the family. Guard your children from the horrors of the internet. Number four, reestablish the classroom. Support conscientious, caring public school teachers. Number five, respect our freedoms. Know your rights. Number six, Reform our society, morally and spiritually purify yourself. And number seven, revive the church. Demonstrate the forgiving love of Jesus at all times. Now I want you to notice those seven words to remember, restore, revitalize, reestablish, respect, reform, revive. And the only one of those words without the re being a, a prefix is respect, to remember the truth, to restore the soul, to revitalize the family, to reestablish the classroom, to reform, isn't that amazing? Reform is to reform our society and to revive the church. And you know what vibe means, right? I think it's Latin uh, for life. Viva la France, right? Long live France, right? Viva. Life. The church is dead. Uh, Billy Graham told us that. About 60% of people, 70% of people in church, uh, uh, Billy Graham said, are dead. And that was a long time ago because he's dead too. He's with the Lord now. He's not dead. He's awoken in a different kingdom. That's all. Right? And so we got to remember. And so as I was putting this together, I talked earlier about the three R's of survival. But can I suggest that our three R's to renewal? Because survival and renewal are opposites. Survival is getting through something. A lot of people survive the, uh, survive the, the, the what is it, the, um, the tsunami. Remember, we just saw pictures of this when uh, I was watching the Unsolved Mystery about the spirit of, of the tsunami. Uh, it was incredible. And just reminded, saw pictures of what happened, that earthquake, 9.0. Shook those buildings, but very little damage done. But because of such a massive earthquake, it caused a tsunami. And if you don't know, the most powerful of the elements on the earth is water. And if you don't know the power of uh, of momentum, Google tsunami, because you will see it. You will experience it. And so there are three R's of renewal. See, surviving is just getting through something. People survive Auschwitz. People survive near death experience, rape and torture. People get through that. Just whatever they gotta do, they 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 survive prisoner war camps, they survive torture. But we were never meant to survive in life, we were meant to thrive. And so we're supposed to renew now. Renewal, notice the renew. See? You're making something new again. You're going back to the original form. And what we need to do as an individual, as a country is we need to renewal. We need to remember who we are. We need to remind ourselves of why we are here. And we need to recommit to our cause, our mission, which is who we are, what we do, and the quality in which we do it. And see, our God knows our frame. Our God is creator. And so there's something called the Shema. It's in Deuteronomy 6. The Shema is only one of two prayers that are specifically commanded in the Torah. It is the oldest fixed daily prayer in Judaism, recited morning and night since ancient times. And it consists of three biblical passages. But the Shema is the Hebrew word that begins the most important prayer in Judaism. It's found in Deuteronomy 6, 4, I think it's through 9, which begins with the command to hear. That's what Shema means, to hear. And think about what is talking to yourself. It's thinking. And when you're talking to yourself, you're hearing yourself have a conversation. You've got to hear. The whole Shema prayer is spoken daily in Jewish tradition. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall walk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and of your gates. See, the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And let's be honest, America is confused. The world's confused. Well, America's confused about who we are and why we're here. And so Americans are confused. And we're overwhelmed. And you know what happens when you get confused and overwhelmed? You forget things. You get lost. You freak out. And that's what's happening in America. The Shemer prayer was so influential and important that Jesus used it as the beginning of his answer to the greatest commandment question in Mark 12. Remember, one of the scribes came up Uh, Heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that it answered them well, asked him, Jesus, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. See, God knows us. God, whatever he gives us choices, gives us two or less. And it's always two. It's always two L- light or darkness, blessing or curse, wicked or righteous, saved or unsaved, child of God or child of the world, life or death, the narrow path or the wide path. And what's going on right now is we're confused, we're overwhelmed. And ladies and gentlemen, there's only one solution to your confusion. There's only one solution to your overwhelmingness, and that is to remember, to remind, to go back to your first love, to remind yourself who you are, to remind yourself what you're called to do, and to remind yourself the quality in which you are to do it. So I am Mr. Black, and I will be right back.
2: Could it be
0: saying I do not want to believe that. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. How do you define strength? Is it physical? (laughs) Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
1: that's like it matters.net.
3: For too long, the federal government has used the power of the state as a weapon against people of faith, bullying and even punishing Americans for following their religious
0: beliefs. It's been happening. That is why I am signing today an executive order to defend the freedom of religion and speech. In America, the freedoms
3: that we've wanted, the freedoms that you fought for so long, and we
0: are doing it in just a little while right over here.
3: And we're doing it right over here. What are we doing? We're delivering radio that's inspirational, educational, and applicational. I am black, and you are back being under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Why? Because we're living life. Like it matters. There's only one choice, right? We got this life and we get to live it, so you might as well live it like it matters. And today we're talking about Re. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go back. It's time to start anew. It's time to remind ourselves again of who we are as individuals, as a country, of why we're here as individuals, as a country, of the quality in which we do what we do as individuals in a country. We've lost that. We've forgotten that. And what brought this about is I'm reading a great book, a great book, uh, where to go, by Michael Youssef about problems today. It's called In Hope for This Present Crisis. Remember, the number one commodity of a leader is hope. Uh, and right now we have an administration, a president that's delivering no hope at all. He's destroying our country, he's creating a race war. He's uh, making us dependent on foreign oil. Uh, he's redoing all those uh, executive orders that Trump did. He's redone them all. He got rid of them all. Not a joke. Uh, man, it, it's, it's scary. It's scary. People need to wake up. And so what Dr. Yusuf did, he had seven, a seven-step process for getting us back on our moral compass because we've lost our moral compass. We used to be the shining light on the hill. Uh, Man, people used to look to us as hope. Uh, We used to be a Christian nation. Uh, We used to be a lot of things. It's time to go back. It's time to start anew. Uh, It's time to remind ourselves again of our founding principles. And the seven-step path to restoring a world gone mad, I would suggest in America gone mad by Dr. Youssef in his book, In Hope for the Present Crisis, is remember the truth, restore the soul, revitalize the family, re-establish the classroom, respect our freedoms, reform our society, revive the church. And as I'm reading this list, all I keep seeing is re, 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 re. And so I guess God is reminding me to go back, to go back. You know, we talked earlier about the Shema, where God knows us, he created us. Right. In Jeremiah one five, you know, in Jeremiah, when Jeremiah was called to be a prophet, he's like, you know, he did the old Moses thing. Who am I? Uh, I'm not good at words. Maybe you should pick my brother Aaron. He's better with words. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And yet. And then what is God's response? He says, I know you. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Did you hear that? Before he was even a cell in his mother's womb, God said he knew him. He said, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. See, God knows our frame. God knows the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. That's why he gave us the word of God. So we can remember, remind, we can see how other people went through situations. We can remember how God delivered people, even when it looked helpless and hopeless. We can be reminded that with God, all things are possible. We can be reminded that in my weakness, his strength is perfected. We can be reminded that I must decrease so he can increase. Because we get full of ourselves. We start smelling ourselves. We start believing we're all that, and that's one big lie. And think about this. Jesus even addressed this issue when he spoke to the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelations. You know, second chapter, when he's talking to the churches, the seven churches, right? He says to the angel of the church in Ephesus, right? The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for the namesake, and you have not grown weary. Listen, here's the big but. Beware of the big but. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned your first love. Do you hear it? You have forgotten. You have moved away from. You have strayed. I'm using my own verbiage now. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the love you had at first. And then his first sentence of the next verse is to remember. Now, think about that word, remember. That is to put something back together. Think about Mr. Potato Head. You had the potato shell, the body, and then you had arms, legs, bow ties, ears, nose, eyes. And every time you put the arms and legs back on Potato Head, you know what you did to him? You remembered him. And this is what God's calling us to do, to put it back together. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. And then the next word is another word, repent. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Now, here's an interesting word, repent. You know what the word means? Change your mind. Turn. Turn do something different. And ladies and gentlemen, we've been in a pandemic. I should say it's a plandemic. This was all about removing Donald Trump from office. Let's be honest. You're getting ready to find that out. It's what this whole thing was about. Yeah, there's a real virus. Yeah, it's a bad flu bug. But not half a million people in America have not died because of the COVID-19. Not even close. I don't even think that number's even in the in the ballpark, I think it's probably one fifth of that. If that it was a bad flu season,
0: missed it by that made much,
3: worse. but we made it worse. If you look at all the things, I wondered early on if what they were doing was like prolonging it because everything they told us to do flies in the face of medicine. Everything they told us to do made it feel to me like they wanted to keep this thing around as long as they could to make it as bad as they could. And so you got to re- remember that we are called to repent, to change our mind, to turn, to do something different. Just like Jesus told the church, you got to go back to your first love. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to go back to those remembrances. We've got to remind ourselves of the three R's of renewal. Remember who we are. Remind ourselves of why we are here. Recommit to our cause, our mission, and our mission consists of three things. It's who we are, it's what we do, and it's the quality in which we do it. That is the key. If you find yourself in this position, ask God to have mercy on you and to rekindle your love for him. Now, there's an interesting word, rekindle. It's one of our re-words. Do you know what kindle means? Is to light or set on fire. You know what kindling is? It's a little stuff. That you use to create a big fire. Because for you can have a big fire on these big thick logs. I build fires. I build big fires. I walk on fire. I've walked on fire probably a thousand times. I've probably taken tens of thousands of people across 1600 to 1800 degree coals. I know how to build a fire. I build fires that are 15 feet tall. Big fires. (gasps) And so I know how to use kindling. I know how to kindle. And we need to rekindle. We need to rekindle our our relationship with our spouses, with our children, with our country, with our God. We need some of this fire, this rekindling. Remember and repent and do the first works. Recalling our salvation experience is the same thing. Recalling why we're here. What if today was your last day on this planet? How would you want to be remembered? What type of parent do you want to be? What type of spouse do you want to be? When you stand before God, because the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then to be judged, and you'll either stand in front of the great white throne judgment of God, which means you're going to hell, it's a works-based judgment, and you're not good enough, or you're un- in standing in front of the beam of seat of Christ, which is like the Olympic judge, and the Olympic judge doesn't decide whether you get in the Olympics, you're already in the Olympics, or you wouldn't be standing in front of the Olympic judge.
1: You know That judge
3: decides what your rewards are, and ladies and gentlemen... It's time to live our life again like it mattered. It's time to shake off the pandemic. It's time to shake off the lies of critical race theory, the lies of the 1619 Project, the lies of the progressives and the Democrats. It's time to remind ourselves who we are as Americans. It's time to remind ourselves who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. It's time to remind ourselves that we are supposed to be the shining light on the hill. And if you need some remembrance, go to likeitmatters.net. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black helping you become more hopeful about your future reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Said, I see America not in the setting sun of a black night of despair.
0: I see America in the crimson light of a rising sun, fresh from the burning creative hand of God. I see great days ahead for men and women of will and vision. I've never felt more strongly that America's best days and democracy's best days lie ahead.
2: I got into an accident on my way home from work one day and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. So the rental that I was given was an Elantra. So I was like, I like this car. I want to go find an Elantra. I'm a first time car shopper and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai.
0: Now get $3,000 Hyundai customer cash on select 2021 Tucson models when you finance with Hyundai. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. InvergroveHyundai.com.